Hey, I want to shout out our guys at Recoup Wellness, Cody and Dr. Austin, who are working on some great things in that biohacking community. They bring in new methods of performance recovery involving hyperbaric oxygen therapy, PEMF, and red light therapy. Be sure to stop by GLS and check out our hyperbaric and all of our recovery modalities. And we appreciate you, Recoup. All right, this is Coach Gary with GLS Training Go to Movement, and this is recoded with gary scheffler recoded the podcast and um you know every week we like to do a little show and bring y'all some special guests or somebody that's had some type of experience with goda but also it could be some real life stuff it's just our people people we consider family and stuff like that and um today we got special guests that's really truly family i, I consider the dad as a brother and the son as a nephew and um, it's a long-lasting relationship, and um, a lot of y'all know the kid because y'all seen him on the videos and stuff like that. Um, and I'm going to let them tell their story and how they all got here. But um, I want to welcome my brother, Kate, Chris Lewis, and his son, Caden, the nephew. How y'all making out? Man, we good. We good. Thank you for having us on the show. Of course. So this uh, um you know long time coming and i wanted to do it i wanted to do the show with y'all a few different times but i was like man i gotta be patient and let this thing play out you know and, I, and i'm glad i did because we could have did it early on and there was some trials and tribulations in there that you had to go through and i i think you know god got a plan for everybody and 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 the way that it went and and the things that you've been through and all i think it's it's definitely changed you as a person in a positive way, naturally, and and it's uh I think it's gonna be things that you're gonna be able to carry with you through life. But um, whoever wants to kind of dig into it first or whatever, you know, first off, tell them, Chris, why don't you talk about what you do and and you know some of the athletes that you train and stuff. So um, just going back, this is my 20th year coaching track and field. Um, man, I've had a lot of great athletes to come through, and. I mean, countless. Uh, as of this year, we've had 79 kids that would have graduated from our program to go on to get track and field scholarships. Mm-hmm. And that's not counting the ones who went just to play football. This is just strictly track and field. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and you look at it, it's about three-point-something kids a year over the last 20 years, which is a good number. Yeah, yeah, because they're not all seniors either. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we get kids starting from – age six on up and sometimes you know you have to stay in the game that long to get that many kids to come through to get scholarships but I mean just to go back like you mentioned you know us being family you know it's been a blessing you know for us to meet the way that we did through a mutual friend uh, Dwayne Lawrence here yeah and I know it was kind of chaotic in the beginning especially with you challenging me you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on every step of the way, telling me what I was doing wrong, and I'm telling you, you crazy. I mean, the challenges. Uh, meet me at the park with an athlete. Let's see who's the fastest. You know, those are the type of things that Unrealistic we go through shit. to get to the point to where we are right now. Right. But I, I do want to say, you know, with uh, with Gota and what it has done with, with Caden's life. I mean, like I told you before, man, it was a life transformation, not just for him, but for our entire family. Yeah, because when we first came here and the things that he was going through and and at that time, it wasn't even about track and field. You know, it it was about a way of life. Mm -hmm. It was about me seeing something wasn't right with my son 
even before we even knew you existed. Mm -hmm. And to have the transformation in his life, not only physically, but mentally, I mean, his confidence level, you know, him being able to say, I'm good at something, I can do something, it changed everything about him. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we got a new son. Yeah. You know, and those are the things that people really don't get a chance to embrace. Because had, even now today, when I tell people where Caden was before Gota, they find it hard to believe. Yeah. Until yeah. I pull that video out. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I show that video, they're like, no way. That is not the same kid. Yeah. No, that's my son. Before and after. So it's, it's something that people really need to see. They really need to understand that what you tell them is true. It's possible. We have a living human being right here that has gone through the process, who maintains the process. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, even when, you know, he's out at the out at the track and he goes through his normal warm-ups and things like that, and he breaks off by himself and he starts doing his gold exercises, you know, people are like, well, what is he doing? Yeah. You know, what are child rockers? You know, they don't know anything about that. And a lot of times, you know, he finds himself, he got about three or four kids that's doing the same thing, but they have no clue. No clue why, yeah. Of why they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, to kind of elaborate on some of the stuff you said, and, and I'm going to let Caden talk too, and, um, you know, it's it's not, you, you've, you've, you've had a, a, a track organization that's highly successful. You explained that. And then somebody comes in and says, and, and, you know, one of the big problems that we had in the beginning full accountability was is we had something that we wanted the world to see. And, and, and there's no doubt, obviously, that we sit on the side of truth. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you want the world to know it and you want them to see it and you want to shake them and say, hey, you know, pay attention to what I'm saying. And it's and it's almost like where we should have been like, well, you know, if you got a kid that's hurt try this with them. It would have been a lot easier to get people to accept this stuff. Mm -hmm. But we was like, well, this is why you hurt because you're doing that. And and that, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, even the people close to us. So, go ahead. Well, the whole thing is this. You have all of these pop-up trainers that are coming along right now. Mm -hmm. And the, the pace of all the sports, not just track and field, football, basketball, baseball, you know, all of these sports, the pace right now and the demand that parents have, the man that athletes have to want to be great right then. So had you told us, hey, man, this process is, well, you didn't even have a time on it. But had you told us, man, it's going to look 14 months, man, he'll, he'll be 10th in the country. I would have been like, man, I don't have 14 months. I'm not mm -hmm. wasting 14 months on this. Mm -hmm. But the reality is the quality of life. The reality is you know, safe proofing the body to be injury free. That's the reality of it. So if you take 14 months for a 15-year career, being a kid going through uh, elementary, going through high school, junior high, high school, going on to college, possibly going into the pros, when you take this approach to invest into what the body can be safeguarded from, 14 months is nothing. Nothing, yeah. You know, so I'm pretty sure when you have parents that come in and say, hey, you know, it's going to be 10 sessions, you know, just to get started. Mm-hmm. They want instant results, but nothing. The only thing instant, if you can't put it in a microwave, it's not instant, period. Yeah. But on top of that, I have seen people walk in here and leave out pain-free. Mm -hmm. 
but nobody is going to believe that. Yeah. And then when the injury happens. Then they got to come. Then they have to come. We just mentioned it earlier. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, Caden, <laughs> you, you, and, and listen, you know, I mess with y'all all the time, but and you don't take it personally. Bro, you was like a little nerd, dog. I seen I seen Urkel turn into Stefan, bro. That shit happened. Hey, it re- <laughs> that look, listen, it really happened. Listen, I had accepted this. You know, his older brothers were athletes. Mm-hmm. His sister was an athlete. I had accepted the fact that hey, you know, Caden at the time when we first came in here, Caden had already done what two movies at that time. Well, yeah, I think the biggest thing I had was uh, Black Lightning. And, um, well, even, that was even before Black Lightning. That wasn't. Yeah, I think Wicked Blood, Wicked Blood. Well, seventh grade, you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it probably happened had, by that time. I had uh, Domestics, too. Domestics? Yeah. So at that time, I had accepted, hey, this one here is not going to be an athlete. You know, he's an actor. I'm satisfied with that. He'll just go through like well, that well, way. Mama called me the creative child. Yeah, the, the creative child. That's, yeah, that's a way of saying you're a nerd. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you cause, let me tell you something, Golda caused a little tension in the house. While we were happy for him, he was walking straight. But when he started running fast, man, look, say, Kate, you have an audition. I'll do it later. You know, he started pushing auditions aside because yeah. of the success he was having in track and field. Right. So so talk to us, Caden. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. And I, I appreciate you because, you know, it, it taught me a big lesson because it, it was it was like, you, you know, it, t- it teaches you about when somebody has a reason to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like you wanted to run track because your dad's your, your idol. I mean, at the end of the day, you could admit it right <coughs> here. I don't know if you told it to him yet, but he, he's coaching all these track athletes and here you want to run. Right. I mean, didn't I run when I was like young? You had me run like one track meet. I remember. And then that was it. But um, I never really like like when I, like before middle school. Like I said, like you know, I was doing my acting and all that. And um, I mean, I always thought about sports when I was younger. You know, like everybody, I feel like when they was a little kid, everybody want to be a football player. But uh, I tried football out at the park. Um, didn't really like it. Wasn't really into it. You know, I could I could play it, but it just wasn't. I didn't really really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, good. Didn't really enjoy it. I never really thought about track, even though I knew my dad had the program. But my, around the time, like, when, when did you stop sex the first time? I forgot. The word. Uh, that was like what? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Wasn't two thousand ten. I stepped away for a little while. Yeah. So I never really knew. Your like, mom stopped trying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, that's look. so. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> 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 so he stopped at 09, so I never really got to see sex, like, in his glory days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just always heard about it. Right. You know, and my brother played uh, football at St. Dog, so I guess that was, like, my first idol because, you know, I used to watch him. Yeah, yeah. go to his games, and I was, you know, I was seeing how good he was, success he had. I'm like, damn, well, I want to be like that. But I just never got into it because the actor took over. So mm-hmm. I just sports kind of went out the way. So, uh Sixth grade, I get to middle school, um, and um, they had a track team. Like, hey, I track team. My dad coached track. I'm pretty sure if he helped me out, I'll be good at this, you know. And <laughs> I wanted to be like one of the cool kids, you know. It's middle school, so you know you kind of just playing little peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm just join the track team, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just do it. So, um, 
Probably heard my dad tell the story. I come home to a permission slip, and he looking at me all crazy, like, bro, you ain't writing no track. You better go <laughs> to the bag and go read some books hey. or something. I'm like, man, what? I'm he like, I, my, my feelings was hurt, man. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to, I think I'm about to lose all my cool points and everything. Everybody gonna be looking at me stupid. I'm like, man, this man tripping, uh-huh. man. He, you messing up my rep. So, he couldn't go out there and be Coach Chris, son. He didn't want me to put a uh, bad rep for a family name, man. So, my mama, like, basically told him, like, no, what you did for the other kids, you know, for my brothers and my sister, you going to do for me. At least let me try it, you know, see where it go. It ain't going to hurt to try Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, I don't know why you let me run track. You let me play football. See, that was the whole thing, though. It actually was a blessing in disguise because my wife, who's a former educator, every year, every year for the summer, I was going with track and field. So we never took any family vacations, nothing. <laughs> So when she gave me an ultimatum, it was either, you know, I need to take a break and go on some vacations, or we were going to take a break. So, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, but when Caden came home to run track, that's why I came back. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I would have ever coached again. If it wouldn't have been for him. I don't come yeah, like for him. Yeah. So, so all them sax kids out there, y'all could thank Caden later on. <laughs> so, uh... He let me run, you know, but he didn't want me to get killed. He was trying to protect me. So he put me at, like, the eight, the mile. Man, I'm trying to run the hundred, man. Like, I even know the other reasons existed. I'm trying to run the one. I ain't yeah. even think about the two. I ain't think about the one. I'm trying to run. But trying he, was, to, he was a pretty good 800-meter runner. You know, his first race, and here's the thing. His first three races, he ran them in uh, high-top tennis shoes. I didn't even invest in a pair of spikes for it, right? So his first race, he ran like 315. It was like 320, huh? It was 315. I remember the time. Sure, we're like, you went like 327 and 315. It was 315. And he came home and he said, Daddy, how fast you think I can be? And I'm like, man, probably about the end of the year, you'll probably be able to run maybe about 305. You know, because that's reasonable. 10 seconds off in the year. And when I tell you the second track meet, he ran 305. Uh, the third track meet was 243. And his fourth track meet, he ran 236. And that was the last track meet he ran because he had to leave to go and shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his last time ever running the 800. Because well, no, I remember I ran... AAU first AAU meet I got third and then I think you took me out the yeah his first AAU meet he got third place and he never ran the eight hundred again. And two laps I ain't lying. That second lap, <laughs> so that took it out of me. I couldn't do it no more. But it, it was all, all of this came and all of this was made available to him because of the, the existence of Gota. And had he not been introduced to that at that time, and that, that was right about the time when we came in. That mm-hmm. right after that first AAU yeah, summer. Because you were complaining about your, your ankles hurting, remember? Yeah, that's when we went to the um the doctor. The podiatrist. The yeah. And, man, that, that was out. That's when everything really started because now we're back into this thing of I explained to the podiatrist, hey, you've already wanted to shave his, inside, shave his ankle bones down, right? Mm-hmm. And put me in boots and all that, something like that. Oh, yeah. That's when they started introducing, hey, we have some – some souls that they, some heel souls that they wanted to put in the shoes, 
And man, they were like twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And he said we were, and your feet grow. Yeah, your feet grow. You have to repurchase them. Yeah. And he gave us an alternative. It was something that he had in his office. He said, "Hey, try these out." And it was like a hundred bucks I paid for them. And Caden started wearing them to school. It was supposed to be some art support that was supposed to help with his feet. Slip. It was painful for him. And he came home one day and said, Dad, I, I can't wear these things anymore. So we threw that out the window, and in comes Gary. You know, so that whole relationship right there, I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, taking my child away that night and bringing him in the back room. Yeah. He he um he was a smart kid. I mean, he's super smart kid still, but, you know, I remember just because it was in the other room. It was in the treadmill room right now. And, and, and you know, just kind of looking at him. And I'm like, you running track, right? You want to be Usain Bolt. We had the picture of Usain Bolt. And I'm like, that's the guy from the track world. And I was like, if that's who, if you want to run track, you want to run like him. And then I don't know nothing about track. And everybody's like, Usain Bolt don't know how to run. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, he's the fastest one. So we're going to do some model after him. Right. But, um, you know, it was more about the way the foot came to the ground and then set you on your way. And it was just walking on green dots at the time because that was how we was explaining it, you know. I mean, we've come a long way. Almost oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, but y'all kind of had the opportunity to grow with us. And and now it's it's a sense because I, I, I know that, you know, you see it, you could spot it, you send them over. And then... Oh, it becomes now, you know, I've seen kids before... I said, when you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we clashed in the beginning. You know, that's why I was like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. But when you go through the experience, and again, it's that microwave process. People want things. Then nobody wants to come in here and say it's going to take them X amount of time to get it done. So you really have to have an understanding of what's going on with the body. So... The education that came along with the process, and when I actually started listening to what you had to say, then I was like, okay, I see where this is going. So you have the education. First, you have to have the person that's willing to listen. you know. And I've shared this with hundreds, maybe thousands of people at this point right here to try to get them to understand. And as you know, I've had athletes to come to me, and I wouldn't even train them. Mm-hmm. Because now that I'm educated on what's going on with the body, I'm like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to touch you, you know. So I tell them that they can't come to my program. I send them over to you. And when they don't make that investment to their children, I don't see them again. Mm-hmm. I see them running on some other program. The kids are not performing well. They're dealing with injuries. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after a couple of years of not getting the results, they end up right back in here. Mm-hmm. So... For me to tell everyone who's listening to this that the process is real, and you'll hear that a lot, the process is real. You just have to want to make that investment. I mean, there is no long-term or longevity in any sport if your body is not in the right condition. Mm -hmm. And it just takes a little time for people to come through to, to get the understanding. It has to start with the parent because they're the ones who's going to be making that investment into their child. Yeah. And, and, the, and the one thing is, is, you know, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people sit there and they, you know, gold is expensive and, and GLS is expensive, but <clears throat> it's, really, it's really not at the end of the day. When you think about you, 
essentially you could come in here, get the education, and if you dive into it in that in the beginning and you invest and you do three to six months, you're really going to have something that's going to last you for a lifetime because it never changes again. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure this investment is cheaper than going to the hospital. Oh, it, yeah. It's cheaper yeah. than surgery. You know, it's cheaper than all those recovery processes that they want to put you through that, I mean, even after you go through, everybody's going to get uh, physical therapy. They're going to give you 10 sessions, mm -hmm. even after surgery. Everything mm -hmm. is 10 sessions. I don't know why. 10 must be the magic number, right? <sighs> That's that pay point that they want to get to. Yeah. Uh, we can make enough money at 10 sessions to call it, you know, a, a game. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that I would recommend, you know, and I don't know if you do this or not, if you could start giving like um, – you know, just like informative sessions. I mean, I know this is going to reach a lot of people, and I know that your podcast reach a lot of people. But parents of these athletes, they really need to be educated mm -hmm. on what this can do for their children. Yeah. Because when you can start the preventive uh, measures early on, it saves you a lot of time away from the game or whatever sport you're playing later on. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the best ability is availability. If you yeah. can't be out there, you're not doing anything. That, that's one of the hardest things because um, the parents, people don't do things until they need to. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's just walking around saying, hey, man, let me go get educated on GOTA. You, you know what I'm saying? They, they, it's not until a hamstring happens or they got the back problem or something like that, and they done exhausted six months of physical therapy, and it, it, they running in circles, right? And now it's like you can't do nothing, right? You can't get on the track. You can't get on the field. can't get on the court. Uh, man, let's just go try this GLS thing. Then they get here, and every single person that does it goes, I should have started here. Well, you know, Caden, he'll be the first one to say when you get complacent and you get away from something, things happen. Mm -hmm. It happened to him. Yeah. You know, he got complacent, wasn't doing his groundwork and doing the things he was supposed to do, and he got caught up. Mm -hmm. But I bet you he won't get caught up again. <laughs> How that was, Caden, because a lot of athletes, you know, there's a mental side to the injury, and I know, I know it was, what, a year and a half for you? Uh, yeah, about a year, year and a half, yeah. And then I remember seeing the video of the first time that you actually completed a race. And that's probably about what I would call it is you completed the race. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 7.96 <laughs> in the 60 meters. Yeah. After you had already ran 6.98 six, nine, six, nine, at 14. And I tell you, he was excited that day. I was about to lose my mind. I mean, he came down the track. He came off the track. Man, I'm, like, upset. And he was like, Daddy, I got down the track. So... That brought in not only the physical portion of it, but it was the mental. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you deal with injury, you know, that's trauma. You know, that's PTSD with this. And Caden actually had to go through some sessions. And because it wasn't anything that was personally, like, traumatized and everything like that, my wife being a counselor, and it was dealing with sports-related, mm -hmm. she was able to counsel him in that aspect of it. And... You know, it, it was it was it was a little different. You know, I didn't even know that that existed, but I'm not a professional in counseling either. So she went through the whole thing and asked him, you know, what things made him comfortable, you know, what things triggered him to think about the injury. And one of the things that made him comfortable, and I don't want to talk for you, but was going through his goat exercises. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it put him in a comfort zone and in a safe zone 
to mentally help him get through it. So with that, since the injury, I had to get used to his warm-up times because his warm-up times didn't go through just doing his drills now. Now I was going through his drills in another 20 to 30 minutes of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And, man, it <clears throat> I can't tell you, it would drive me crazy because I'm ready to start my practices. Everybody else is ready to go. This dude is over there doing groundwork. Yeah. So I had to get myself mentally in that area to understand that's what he needed to go through to mentally put himself in a position to go out and perform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what to say? I mean, you kind of hit the. Hit the uh, I'm just speaking from the coach's no, dad point of view. Yeah, right. And, and there's there's like, an athlete point of view, right? Because I mean, you this could have really ended it for you. I mean, like. Bounce off what you said. Like, my warm-up would take about what? Like, you time my warm-up one day. It was almost like 40 minutes. 47 minutes on a, 40 Between 43 and 47 minutes on average. Now, you do realize that when you get to college, they're not going to wait on you. Like, you don't have the privilege of – that might have been the little sauce of having your dad as the coach. Oh, he just but, had to start his warm-up earlier. Uh, yeah, like, that, yeah, we know all the time. Like, yeah, you know like, what it is now. So, you need to keep yourself prepared. And that's where a lot of these guys – listen – I'm going to tell you this, and, and you know, I, and I, not that it's all out on the table and we're talking about it or whatever, I, I never, I got I got it. I, I had the, you know, the people make the remarks to me and all, that's your boy, huh? That's your boy, huh? He got it. What happened with the hamstring? You know, I, I had to do that and then like, well, obviously we missed something. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and, it, and we know that, listen, if it's working for you, if it took you from where you was to where you had to go, like, it should have took you all the way through. So there had to be a break in something, a breakdown somewhere. But I, we don't never want to throw no athlete under the bus. You know what I'm saying? And we don't want to damn sure throw nobody that's family under the bus. But at, at the same time, like, now it's you a young man. You've been through it. You've experienced both sides of it. And this is me as <clears throat> somebody who loves you telling you, like, you can't let that shit happen again. You know what I'm saying? Because now you know what it does. And you can't you can't not cuz you got we don't know where this could end up going because that 2 years that's taken away you might have been in some world class shit at this point which you still have the opportunity to do cuz you have the 4 years left and thank God we learned that lesson when we did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now we got to make that a silver lining because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to bounce back. Yeah. And you did right. that. Well, this this is just a true testament here. And I'm going to go to the, the Recode 225. I mean, you're able to touch people across the world with this. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about being, you know, you do the evaluations, you're able to do the video analysis, which is remarkable, right? That, that slow motion video is the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know anything about slow motion video, <laughs> you need to get with it because that right there, that is the truth being told. You can't hide slow motion. So when you're able to reach people with the Recode 225 and the self-work at home, I'm telling you, you don't have to be in this facility in order for this to work for you. I mean, it's a blessing if you can walk through this door and get the rest of the recovery treatments and everything that you all provide. But to be able to have access to those videos and see what's going on to be able to get the workouts daily. You know, that is the thing that keeps him going 
daily, especially with his schedule. You know, we can't come through the door every day, but we do our groundwork. We do our exercises daily, and and that's been the key because he's been pain free. You know, last year he was pain free. We didn't do any sprint work because we just wanted him to go through the season and keep him in the game. Mm-hmm. When August eight last year, we I think we got home from the Junior Olympics about early. We got home like. Three, four in the morning. Three, four in the morning. That was the first day of school. I went to school. Um, and my teachers, boom, straight to the gym. I ain't waste no time. Straight to the gym. You know, and he's, it's been back on it just like it was all the many years ago when he, you know, in our first 14 months to get to where he was, that's where it is today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's every day. It's a part of the routine. I mean, it's to the point now, if we can't get that in, if we show up at a track meet and he can't get warmed up right, he won't run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that a couple of times. Oh, we, we had that a couple of times this school year. And I was like, an event, don't even worry about it. You're not yeah. warmed up. Yeah. We know it's powerful. And, and uh, now we got, you know, like I was telling you earlier, we got TCU putting it in as pre-activation. So we know that. It's 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 getting it's it's doing its part, and y'all y'all was a big piece of that, man. Uh, listen, that's one of my go-to videos, one of my before and afters. Like I don't have to show them an after, I just show them the before and say a kid ran six nine eight. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, you know, you can stack more on that now. You know, so you have a kid that video, that same kid in that video, you know, is a three-time state champion. Yeah, yeah, do that. Tell us, tell us everything that you know. Go back to. 12 years old, everything that you got. And I'm talking about all through school and 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 because you, you had a couple of tournaments that was, I mean, those races that, like, where y'all went out to the West Coast yeah. and you had some stuff over so, there. Um, Seventh grade, where I finished 10, 10 in the country in the 100. Where I went, 11, 11, 9, 6? 11, 9, 6. 11, 9, 6. Then eighth grade, yeah, fifth in the 100, went 11, 16. Um... And then the 200 was seventh place, seventh in the nation, 2256. Um, at the at the club championships, I got second in the 100, third in the 200, and then I won. I swept the one two for the uh, the West Coast championships. And that was running behind Mr. Nick Harbor. Um, oh. what we did? Freshman year, freshman year was cut because COVID. Um, yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to like show what I could do. But I think one track meet. I went. They said I went eleven oh nine, but you claimed that I went to nine. But we just gonna take the eleven oh nine. We ain't gonna worry about that. Um, sophomore year, that was. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. We had indoor freshman year, and that's when I finished fifth at state. I think I went like seven oh something. What was it, like seven oh five, seven oh seven oh five, seven oh five, seven yeah seven oh five. Sophomore year, um, finished second at the indoor state championships. Went six nine eight. That's when I got hurt. That's, yeah. Um, the dude crossed the line. You know, we, we it's at the end of the race. He crosses over, and I'm trying to dodge him, and we decelerating. He'll strike, boom, hamstring. Yeah. So, even though that started to hand me, yeah, that lasted almost yeah. two years. Yeah. Even though, like, I didn't have a, only one of it was not contact or contact. It was, it was a freak accident. But I do say that because of that injury, like, blessing in disguise, because yeah. I ended up changing a whole bunch of things about, you know, just taking care of my body, just health, you know, learning about myself. So even though I do... You're true to go to. 
Because so, hey, that opened up when that injury happened. Like you said, it's a blessing in disguise because that's when we found all those imbalances. Yeah, because yeah. you know just doing everything. You know, because like, we started off. Like, we started rehabbing the day of. I mean, you got the ice packs the day of. And we started. Yeah, he was getting three days, three three times yeah. a day. It was some professional. And we was coming here. We was, we was coming here a lot. Yeah, because you know, we uh, was using Globus and Cryo, and um, I hadn't had the hyperbaric yet. I don't think not yet. Yeah, and then um, that's when I found the imbalance in your erector. Yeah, that one side that was, and then that's probably around when y'all started running the track the other direction too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple of little things that was added in there that helped out that. You know, yeah. security. Like I, you know, there's a level of I don't, I don't, I don't know. And you know, it's, it's not me saying, um, you know, I know there's me and you have these conversations that we don't agree on everything, and we just leave it at that. But um, there's there's a um, there's there's certain things that you're gonna have to probably do, I guess, to stay fast or stay in that world that yeah. we don't approve of, but. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, most people's not willing to do 45 minutes to go to work before they in a warm up, you know, yeah. and that's that's huge that you you've, you know, but you very that's one thing about you that I say you learn through the process, too, is you become very goal orientated. Like we've had the conversations like, well, I'm gonna run this this week. Yeah. You know, well, um, I was just about to say, like one side, like me. I could see somebody doing something, but like I gotta understand why you doing what you're doing and what could it do and how can it benefit me. You know, like I always tell people this, and they don't get mad. In school, you know, uh, yeah, don't give me the answer. Like if I'm trying to quote unquote cheat on the test or cheat in class, or whatever, I don't like to use the word cheat. But I don't like when people just give you the answer. Like just say do this. Like you no, know, I need to understand. Like why you gave it? Why why is this the answer? Mm-hmm. You know, I need I like understanding. You know, because that's just that that. Intellectual side, I gotta understand what I'm doing. Cause I don't be doing nothing for nothing. Mm-hmm. So once I understood Goda, and you know, even like um, I Goda not even just for me. I just see it in other people. Like I said, I try to tell my friends about it, but they don't understand it. They looking at it from the surface level. You mm-hmm. know, for me, I know deep inside. You know, deep down what it is, but I can't just spit all the information out to you because you could be looking at me stupid. So I try to walk them through it. You know, and a few people caught on, and they, you know, they're doing it now. And then some people ain't really getting to it, but you know, you can lead a horse to a water hole, but you can't make yep. a drink. Yeah. Um. And even now, just in other athletes, you know, me and my dad, we be making jokes looking at people's feet, man. Like we we went to the um, we went to uh, we be going like basketball games, football games, on any sporting event, you know, on any level, and we'll be like, yeah, his feet bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, how many games he go last? You know, or she go last. <laughs> We didn't put the curse on Zion. I just want you to know. I don't want to bring it up, but <laughs> but the first game. I won't bring it up. The I ain't first say game. No names. We sent you the picture from no the names. game, remember? I ain't want to say no names, but I ain't. Kata looked on the field. He was like, Daddy, I give Zion about three games. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, he a generational talent, you know? like, And all he got to do is straighten up. And we called it. It was, what, with three games? He was out, huh? About, about something like that. He was out. In and out. Since he got here, and we saw that the first the first game he the played, it was the um the little open practice, the open practice, the open practice they had. We said he won't be lasting long. And so enough, man. I, every time I think about, it, I tell Kate, I said, man, you called that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just just to go back, like on, on his accomplishments and things. Oh yeah, like, I was about to get back to that. I just yeah. had to mention what happened sophomore year. So, 
Um, I didn't run that outdoor year, but we ran that summer. And then that's when the going through the rehab process and everything. Cause remember the the scar tissue, the file shit, everything was uh breaking up, you know, um to the right hamstring at the JOs. As soon as I cut my dry face, I open up and I'm winning the race. Boom, hamstring. So I'm like, all right. You know, it ain't hurt, it's just the, the muscles separate, you know. So it was a it was a good thing, but it just happened at the wrong time for me. Mm-hmm. Um then junior year, but I didn't run indoor. No, that's I ran one meet. That was the last meet because he it was the last chance meet. He wanted me to run it to qualify, but I'm like, man, I, Seven, I still I still feel it. Seven point nine six blazing. <laughs> so, but I ran outdoor and I went ten nine what, two or three times. Ten nine. Yeah, I went ten ninety nine at one of them meets, and then I went ten ninety eight at state, and then I finished fourth, and then uh, I got six in the two hundred state twenty two thirty four, and then the jo then the joint uh for summer. At the Junior Olympics, I finished top 25. I finished 24th, and I went 10.92. And then I, went, I was somewhere in the top 50 for the 200, and I went uh, 22 too. So then, kind of senior year, went indoor, 6.86. Uh, the 100, I went it with 10.44, and then I got second to 200 with 21.81. Mm-hmm. And I anchored uh, four by one. Shout out to my boys. <laughs> we anchored a four by one too. And we won that. We went uh forty two fifty three. So yeah, man, that's basically everything I've done. Three time state champion, two time runner up, ten time all American. And that's number no going increase. <laughs> yeah. So, so. And drop that video whenever you do this of that dude running on that Vertimax and this <laughs> right right behind that. His junior year, like after the injury, after that seven nine six indoor, we didn't do any sprint work. I think the most you did was put me in the blocks for like I, I let 20, him do meter, 20, 30 meters. Like 10 meter block starts. I really kept him in. I wanted to pull him out because at that time, the emotional uh, impact that it was having on him. Oh, I was yeah. Like, I, was, I was going through it bad. Like, yeah. um, I know. I'm like, let's stop running. You know, I was like, man, look, track don't define you. You know, you have other things that's going on in your life. And he wanted to continue. But I told him I wasn't going to give him any sprint work. I so mean, all he did was go to. You know, just stay fluent, did his goal to stuff, man, went through. Salt you know, tissue. He had some salt tissue work that was done. And, you know, all of those things right there. And, and, and that's what I say, too. You know, a, lo- a lot of people get boxed in. You know, and there's, there's things that can work together if it work together. <laughs> because I, I see people now, a lot of these athletes, they're going to seven different people. If you're going to go to, if you're going to come here and get Gota, and you're going to go and work with somebody else that's going to work against what's going on here, then it doesn't work together. Mm-hmm. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta find a balance, like you, you know. know. And even, even with the soft tissue thing, you know, I, I came to you. Yeah, you yeah, introduced you us, us to, that. to the soft tissue world. Mm-hmm. And, and and once you get into there, and you start finding a balance of what works together, <laughs> then it works together. Yeah. And you know, uh, you and Eric both. Like, say, with the Gota and his soft tissue work in conjunction, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to work. It's going – and I see, like, they they bounce off each other, you know. Yeah. They flow together, you know. That's why I'm saying, like, find the imbalances, you know, because, like, the soft tissue work is just putting the muscle in the right position. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cheat yeah. code for what I'm trying to accomplish. And then with right. you, it's actually – I like coming to you because, you know, we actually do, you know, doing the groundwork and all that because it's, like, actually doing the movement. Doing, yeah. You know, actually moving about it. Let's work because, you know – Everything you do with me, well, I know you do, you got work with esports, but the stuff you do with me 
you know, like when, when my run gate stay in my counts, know that that all helped with my running. You know, yeah. Even my running form has changed, you know. So all of that is working together. You know, mm-hmm. so that's just going up what you said about you gotta find something. Whatever you do, make sure everything you're doing working in conjunction. Yeah. A lot of people just be all over the place. A big a big thing that I had to do was is I had to hold my ground till the right people showed up. You know, if, if there's one thing about Gilly Bosch that he said is like as long as when 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 the when the student's ready, the, the teacher's gonna appear. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was one of them things where they have people out there who are willing to listen and learn. And man, listen, when I had my first conversation with Aaron, he knew I wasn't full of shit. He's like, man, where your buildings at? I'm on my way right now. Man, and he came, shot straight over here, and I yeah. showed him that that storyboard, and he was like. You're the only person I ever heard talk like everything, this. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Look, hold on. Wait. Time out now. I, I want to say this. Hold on, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I had, we, you know, you and I both did. Mm-hmm. Well, he and I both did too. Yeah. Because, you know, all the pieces and shit, man. Oh, talk man. About pieces. That's what I was getting on to um, with the jails. That was with the fire shit. There. All that ripped up. You know what I'm saying? The muscles separated. And I'll keep telling him. That's why I wasn't running, really. Because I kept saying, oh, dad, feel a new piece, a new piece. And Eric was telling me that's part of the process. You know, you're going to keep feeling new pieces because just like, and I don't know why you ain't think about this. It's just like when I was transitioning with the Gota and I had pain. Yeah. You know, my body went from having my feet way out here to coming to this natural position somewhere it never been before. Yeah. You know, it's just like with Eric. You know, my muscles, I had imbalances all over the place. So I had to put my body in the right position. I had to get used to it. You well, know? I'll say this here, though. And I, this is something rare because, you know, New Orleans is this big. Mm-hmm. Man, I since you all have come, I've seen about five or six different people come out, you know, want to be trainers. Mm-hmm. I've never heard another trainer tell somebody else, you need to stay there. And that's yeah. one thing that, that Arid said yeah. about you. Like, he no. said, man, make sure you don't walk away from that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, because he, when we explained to him and we showed him where Caden came from, and he was like, man, he, he said, that's got to be the greatest transformation they ever had. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't see, they don't see a progression in posture and alignment and things like that through training. And, and when you, you know, even when, when we talk, like, there's a book that was given to me, and it was uh, that Eric gave me. It was called Anatomy Trains. And man, I started reading that book, and I was like, man, I'm not reading this book, <laughs> you know, because it was like <laughs> over your head, over yeah. my head. Yeah. But sitting at my desk, I started reading it, and man, when I got the page, I know the page number right now. When I got the page 192, listen to this real good. When I got the page 192, I went back. And started the book all over again mm-hmm. because it took me 192 pages for me to understand what was going on in this 300-page book. I just had to keep reading for understanding. And once I got towards the end of the book, guess what happened, Gary? Mm. Everything that you had been talking about, it was there. It started making sense. So now we have a holistic view of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So when I tell people and when I talk to people and I tell them, you need to go see Gary, 
that's my final. Yeah. I'm not I'm not training you until you go over there. There's no see, need. See what you know right now is how I, I knew back then. But it was like I, I couldn't say it. You, you know what I'm saying? Man, I had some of the fastest kids. I had national champions. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. trying to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. I mean? No, I know. Well, that's sometimes <laughs> success could be your, your worst enemy sometimes. And hey, remember that you ain't really had no major interest to. Uh, yeah, like, Atlanta. man, in 20, look, in 20 years, I've had five kids to be injured in my program. Mm -hmm. And the last two, Caden, uh, Glenn. Glenn you know, that was injured on my watch. Yeah. So when you start telling me about injury prevention and I'm looking at what I've had in the past, man, I'm good. You ain't make out of it. But had we had this system in place, not only would I have had as many national champions. Remember, in two years, we had 53 medals that we had won at the Junior Olympics and we had 15 national champions. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a lifetime for some clubs. Yeah. You know, so... And I go back and I think, man, I used to think that little duck foot thing was nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Ooh, he got them little duck feet, man. He quick, you know, he in and out. Man. <laughs> 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 you know, that's what we think. Even defensive coordinators. Yeah. You know, I'm not the uh, DB coaches. Mm -hmm. They think the duck feet is good because the kid could break in either direction. Yeah. That's what they think. Yeah. But, man, when you know, as soon as you, you see this, about... you already know the hamstrings are shortened. Yeah. You know, now we're trying to get them to get up and running. Now we're taking that shortened hamstring. We want to elongate so we can get speed up. Pow! Game mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you right now, it's more than 70% of the doggone DBs in the league suffer with hamstring issues. Oh, yeah. Be it minor. You know, they just think it's in the mind now. These coaches are programming these kids that, oh, you have to play with a little pain. You have to play with a little pain. But look at the downtime. You see it? I, I, you ain't got to tell me. And, and, and you know, I was having a talk with uh, Luke Crawl today because uh, he's a tight end for the Saints. And the Saints, are, they got packages this year where they're going to run three tight ends, and I got two of them in here. So I, there's going to be some things. But I was telling him, like, I, when I had a kid come in yesterday, and I ain't going to say his name yet, but uh, this week, and he's five weeks with a hammy. It don't have to be five he's, weeks. He's he's two days with me, and he's like, Coach, I'm ready to sprint. <laughs> and I'm like, but what I was telling Luke was is that because he's sitting there like, yeah, we lost we lost a tight end. Because what's happening is they got three tight ends. They had a fourth one come in. He failed his physical. The other tight end pulls his hamstring, and now they got three of them trying to run with the ones, the twos, and some guys they're trying to give some work to. And he's like, dude, they're killing us. And he's like, we feel better than everybody else that's not getting as many reps as us. And 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 the thing is, is like what I was telling him was it's almost like they took, you know, this whole physical therapy and Ashna and all this shit's built around money, right? It's all about money. So when you take these these recovery programs that they work in, the longer that they have you in the program, the more money they make, right? right. So this whole rehab process is spread out over a six to eight week period for a hamstring. Zion's been three months. But the thing is, is you take that into the sports world, and that process, one, it don't work because it's all about strength. And y'all know now it's about length. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not about strength because the strength comes natural if you're moving properly. You got to decompress. You got to open it up. Well, 
And that's what Ara was telling you is, is you're going to get a little bit more new tissue here and there. Mm-hmm. And it probably was hypersensitive because you're getting back chain work in Gota and he's pulling it apart at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, your process had to be your process. But what I'm saying is, is that six week period should be a week at the most. So this is what scares me, right? And again, I'm, you know, I'm just talking here. We don't have to put no names on anything. So the soft tissue thing is all new to us. Mm-hmm. You know, new, new to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he, he just like he embraced gold, he embraces soft tissue. Caden is into some things. He doesn't just go in and get the treatment. He, like I said, he needs to know what's going on. I even asked everybody about that. I was like, is this something I just do just to get back healthy or can I keep coming? Well, just like Golda is a lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just saw, you know, one of your athletes out there who's just started. And I, I got on him. I said, man, you know, look at your feet. Yeah. You know, and he, he he got it right. I said, man, this is a lifestyle. I said, you can't just walk in here and do the workout today and leave out and go right back to doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I said, that means today is a waste. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I see, you know, I see a lot of stuff on social media, man. And I, I'm just going to call these pop-up trainers. And they're doing things, and they're, they're making money. But you can't just make money at the expense of the athlete. Yeah. Because some of the things that they're doing, it has to be done at a certain time. You know, these game day decisions and all this, you know, there's different things that you go through. There's performance treatment, you know, and then there's your regular, we need to keep you healthy treatment. And they're getting these athletes to come in and servicing these athletes you know, the day of, and some of this stuff requires healing time. So whenever you go through this process and you're doing these certain procedures on these athletes and sending them out there to perform, they're performing at risk. And if you don't have a a stable positioning on on where your body is and how it's functioning with with a system like yours, then you're always going to be at risk. Mm -hmm. And you look at these athletes and parents – and coaches, they really need to understand they're handling hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars in the future of athletes. That's what that athlete is worth. Mm-hmm. So if we don't take care of them in their youth stage through their high school years, and, and as coaches, we want to send them off to college. We want them to be healthy. If we're not promoting that, then what are we doing to the kids? What mm-hmm. are we doing to the athlete? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them go to college hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But they go everywhere hurt. I mean, I, 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 now that I'm getting into this is, you know, I just had a father of the Jaguars, Calvin, I tell you, Calvin really called me the other day. So he's supposed to be coming in after OTAs. But, um, you know, these guys and what's happening is, is I, I got two guys that was in the medical room with the Jaguars. And then it almost puts the medical trainer in a position where, well, I got to call this guy. He's on. I got five of them now that I'm working with from the Jaguars, and and it's like now they got a call, right? So they call up and they in a position where they have to talk to me, and then they want to know what I know, and I'm yeah, who I is this guy? Yeah, I I can't tell them that, but but the thing was is you 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 got to be in the interest of the athlete to be able to step back and look at the system that's in place that is supposed to be taking care of them and reevaluate that situation. And, and I lost a lot. Chris, you know, I've had people leave me. I've had people walk away from here. I've been, they got fucking meme pages about me on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, they go as far as they could go with it, but I know I sit on the side of truth. Dog. It's all about it's all about money, right? And 
for let's see. That surgery Caden would have had, oh. that probably would have cost us $70,000, you know. That surgery, but what about the two years after that? Oh, dude, let me tell you something. You're still dealing with that today. You're still dealing with it today. I believe that. There's no doubt. You're mm-hmm. still dealing with it today. Oh, yeah. So that's why, you know, I, I, I can't stress this enough. You know, for, for the parents and coaches that are out there, this is a small investment. I mean, if your child is dealing with anything, I mean, just the common factors. I mean, if your child has duck feet, period, they need to be in here. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. You know, anything that you're dealing with abnormally, if you're an athlete, you should be pain-free. Mm-hmm. You should be able to run without feeling anything. Oh, I can deal with this and I can deal with that. It shouldn't be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way. So it's just a small investment. I mean, I know it seems like a lot of time. But once you come in here... You know, the, the pain is gone eventually. It's just the work that you have to put in to maintain it. Mm-hmm. it. It just becomes a way of life. But if if football is going to be a way of your life, if track is going to be a way of life, baseball, basketball, any other sports, then all you're doing is incorporating a little time. You know? A, a little time. That's all it takes. Yep. It's definitely generational wealth because you can pass it on to your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't letting your kid do no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? That kid better be ball goater. Like we well, are. All, yeah, right. But, and keep them that way. Yeah, they almost, I look, I he don't come think, out with feet out like look, that. Fixed them feet. I don't think Kate, I think Kate was ball messed up though, man. Because he even crawled. Early on, he just was, he wasn't he right. He said that home and crawl, huh? You mess yourself up in the well, that's Well, that's why we know. That's why we know. Well, you should have put me back right. You shouldn't do something. Without. That's and why we know. Funny oh, they thought it was cute. Yeah, we oh, thought look it, at we him. Thought it was cute. guy. <laughs> Well, that's what that's why we know the crawl pattern is. It, it, we have to look at that too, right? Mm-hmm. We be seeing that in babies. When I got my head up for problem, you saw like the, the picture that I, I I shared. You know, the kid was just sitting down. Man, he just went right into the squat. I mean, he was. I said, man, listen, my first client, Gold already. Who's the little girl that won the four hundred and all of that? She had a lot of success this year. Kylie or something. Uh, she's with Eric. Oh. uh... Kaylee McGanna. Okay, she's a good example. She came in here, she spent the money one time, and I cleaned up, and I gave her a regiment. She worked that regiment. She still did the regiment, and look at what she did behind it. Because she was hurt. Man, that girl, I'm talking about one, two, four, eight. <laughs> That's a different breed right there. Yeah, she won it all. You know, at some point, she's got, look, <laughs> listen, at some point, she's got to figure out what she want to do, but man, that is uncommon. You don't, not in high school. Yeah. And she could have gone, because she wanted to be on a relay, she could have gone to the state championship and won the one, the two, the four, and the eight. She could have won all four of those events. See, and that's another example because, not saying no names, but her coach kind of shot it down. Like, nah, 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 no, and all of this. When really, like, you know, every post is is about her you know what i'm saying and 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 truthfully she had to come you, you gotta you gotta see me like like you realize what like like which i think you started to say it earlier was is if this program would have been in place when you and Dwayne first started and it would have been the underlying foundation of everything that y'all did how scary could have sacks have been and you know we just sent some athletes some that's places. what i'm saying like i'm talking about Aaliyah hobbs oh Aaliyah hobbs especially early on in her career you know, she had some some issues. Not that she was injured, but 
her body. Yeah. That's and she was right out the gate, but she had some upper body stuff. And see, people think gold is just the lower body. No, it's the entire body. Yeah. There's a fluidity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it was. So now, Caden, uh, you um, Southern, you was committed to Dillard, and then you made the you made the, the flip, huh? I mean, you know, at the Texas Relays, uh, I went ten six. I went ten sixes. I went ten six back to back. Ten sixty uh, six and ten sixty seven. And uh, yeah, man, pops made some calls, which uh, you want me to say. Well, I can get in detail about a whole I bunch of I stuff. I mean, you can say your so, point of view. I'll say, my say whatever point you view. want on this show. On this fucking, it, it, my point of view. You think I went through all of this shit for somebody to worry about? Look, here's the deal right here. I'm saying, and I'm going to tell you, my, I, yeah, you go your point of view. So, you was working behind the scenes whole time. I didn't even know. So he, even here's know. the deal right here. You know, you always want to shop your kid to see what they're worth, right? So Caden didn't go on any visits. And that's part of a high school experience. You want to go on college visits and mm-hmm. things like that. And well, at the time recruiting, I had the ten nine two, the twenty two twenty four. Yeah, we you needed the better time. When, when he first started off, and and I, I, I want to say first, I want to say I, I thank Coach Nile Lagana for offering Caden because he was the top school that came to offer him, and we were very appreciative of that. But at the same time, like I tell people. You present the opportunities to the athlete. But at the end of the day, the athlete has to make the final choice. Uh, Kanan, you know, later on we find out after he, he didn't talk to me about it. He talked to my wife, you know. And so behind the scenes, I was still, you know, seeing what he was worth because I treat time like money. He had $10.92 because that's what he ran, ten nine two, And we shopped that. And every university that we shopped it to, Said he needed to run faster. It was all talking about 10 sevens to walk on or something like that. 10 or, sevens to walk on. Or they was asking for times that nobody on 18 Yeah, they yet. were asking for I'm times. Like, like, well, of course, it. they want something better yeah, than what they got. They want somebody to come in and make a difference right away. So we, we go to the Texas Relays and, like, man, the floodgates open up. <laughs> Everybody started calling. I mean, schools that he wasn't even considering. Caden always wanted to go to an HBCU. That's where he wanted to go. And, man, we started having these big schools, and he started talking about facilities. You know, and... Well, remember, Coach Eric brought it up, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, he started talking about facilities, man, you know, schools and facilities and things like that. And I didn't even think about that. I'm not even, you know, because I was at where I was at. Dylan, it wouldn't have mattered. You got GLS as your facility. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you got J- you got well, Eric right there. You got me. So, so then Caden started talking about, my wife was like, you know, you're just going to stay home because we, we was going to move him into the condo and stuff like that, man. My wife is telling him he's going to stay home for the first year. Then Caden was like, well, if I'm going to stay home, I might as well just go away to school, you know. And then these other opportunities came up. Uh, we were at the Texas Relays, and uh, Coach Eric was sitting there talking to Caden. We, we were sitting down eating some lunch, man. And uh, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm on the phone. With the he on the phone. <laughs> With, with with a with another coach and he started talking and other opportunities came about man and I came home one day and Kate told my wife he wanted to go to Southern, mm. you know. And remember she was bringing up Southern for the jump because that was on my list. I had Howard at the top. I had North Carolina A and T, but then they faded out once the coach left, and uh and then Southern, you know. So my mama 
kept talking about Southern the whole time. Kept bringing up Southern. My dad like, bro, why did you keep bringing up Southern? I had, he made me feel like, I don't know, they just made me didn't like nobody. Because you kept saying the coaches was they was talking about and everything so you just baby well my thing not was like him. i didn't care about something so like, like i, I said we had met with coach now you know i was good there i was settled there and when the opportunity came and he talked to my wife see he had a conversation with my wife that he didn't have with me and he was like dad i i i, I want to i'm a d1 athlete you know i want to have a chance to go to the ncaa's mm -hmm. yeah. and once Southern came and I sat down and I talked with the Southern coaches, they said something that, you know, said, man, we specifically want him to come in and be a short sprinter, you know. And I'm not going to let him make a decision that's bad for him, but at the same time, I'll support a decision that he's going to be happy with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was, you know, it was a little, you know, like I, you know, we had talked to Coach Nile and everything had been there, and then we talked to Coach Glover at, at Southern, man, and his heart was going to Southern. So, of course, it wasn't a bad decision. I got to support my child. So it was never against anything against the other program. It's like we found something was wrong with it. We just had to support his decision on where he wanted to go to school. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, you know, that happens all the time. You know, athletes commit and decommit all the time. You know, coaches recruit kids and leave and go to another university. So with that said, you know, SU all the way, all day. It's like the bluff, baby. You know, and, and that's where he's gone. He's happy. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, they have a, a great team. They have a, a good program over there. They've came a long way in the last three or four years. They got a new facility now. And it's bringing a lot of good athletes to the program. Mm -hmm. and it's still evolving. It's still growing. When we went on a visit, um, Anthony, he was telling me they got some some plans. They got some stuff that they're working on. So it's Mike. over my next four years by being, it's going to get even better. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited for the opportunity, you know, uh, just want to bounce off what you said about you know me going through the whole process. You know, I I was to be honest with you. I was betting on myself from the jump. You know, because my dad always talked about how he used to get at least some scholarships late in the year. You know, so and I'm not thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking scholarship. I'm not thinking about oh the amount of money. You know, uh, possibly walking on because a lot of schools are telling me, oh yeah, man. You know. Uh, Cause once we told them the whole story, they was like, "Oh, so everything you've been through, you've ran this time. Once you get healthy, you know we know what you can do." So they always, everybody was that book money. Oh my god, yeah, uh, the book money. Uh, you could walk on that first year. I'm like, you know, and me, I'm betting myself. I'm like, I'm cool. My dad was like, "Nah, you know, just bro, with deal it." Cause I was like, take what you got, take the guarantee. Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking. I'm locked into it, but um. Now you could always go yeah, up. Yeah, I ain't know you could back up. You could go like, up yeah. or down. Well, here's the thing, right here. Yeah. In, in the high school, we we, we that's Loyola. Yeah. So, oh, Loyola, all in the man. Loyola yeah, we didn't have all of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, which would have been a good option too, like a, a educationally. Yeah, yeah educationally, know? but that's the thing we wanted to balance. And my thing is, I always been at. Academic. I've been in Madden school since the jump. Mm -hmm. So even like this year, we, you know, we had some issues with, you know, just getting the support athletically, you know, like it was a little better this year, but my dad still, you know, has some things to deal with. What are you going to study? Uh, mass communication journalism. That's what Kayla just graduated in. They might be at Disney together, man. 
So never know. <laughs> I wanted something different because Dillard is a small school, and I always been in small schools. My mom was like, you know, oh, you always been in so small school, you should stay there. And so I'm looking, it's like it's a perfect fit. I'm looking at it like, mom, just because I've been in something don't mean I gotta stay there. Some things I feel like you gotta, you know, you gotta upgrade. You she wanted upgrade. you at Dillard. Yeah, my she was no, no. She was cool. With she regardless. wanted you close to home. Yeah, that's what she wanted. She was uh-huh. cool with either decision, but because we already was with Dillard, you know. But, well, I mean, you know, what? I was committed. I mean, mom's really the key to this whole this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, Miss Coleman was the one that. Hey, you know. That's the vessel. You know, we... we what you say that? Good song. Good song. Right there, <laughs> but th- this is this is the main thing that I want to say right here, man. You know, so... And I say this to everybody. You're sending your kids off. And the university you send them to, that's where you want them to get their degree from. Because mm-hmm. when you start hopping along, you don't graduate in four years. Or even if you're in a six-year program. That four years could turn into six. That six could turn into eight. And, and my biggest thing was, wherever you go... That's where you're going to go. I'm not worried about a transfer portal unless something horrific happened and we really need to make a change. And everybody kept telling us about that. They was like, hey, bro, you know you got the transfer. And, and we had schools. <laughs> Man, we had I'm one not, school. I, I trust that transfer portal. Though. That transfer portal is scary. I ain't lying. Dude, yeah. I know dudes in it right now. Just Can't sitting there. Just sitting there. I'm like, nah, I ain't, taking, I ain't taking that. We had one school. I mean, they... Were really big on. I mean, the the, the relationship with the coach was mainly checked up on Caden every week. You can say, but cool. they wanted to offer him book money. You, you can say it. And when we really got down to it, they were playing us, man, because mm. they knew Caden. He had a good GPA. They knew he was getting good tops money. They knew he was going to get a merit scholarship, right? It so, was taking away my money, giving it to another athlete. All they were doing was his tops was going to almost pay for the tuition. You know, he was going to get a merit scholarship, so they didn't want to give him nothing. And Caden really wanted to be a scholarship-offered athlete. And he felt like, you know, they, they play these games, man, to bring you in where they can, and they use other avenues not to give you any money. So they'll be okay. Yeah. Say no, name. no, I'm not saying anything. I mean, whatever. It's okay. Nah, you don't want to do that to you just in case. You never want to burn a bridge. But you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Don't matter. I don't care. What nobody. Yeah, we good. We good. God got so, us. I ain't tripping. <laughs> no, That's you man. all day, baby, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a Jag for <clears throat> four more years. Well, man, I, um, you know, we could probably sit here and talk all day. Oh, we can. Yeah. yeah. But. You know, I'm excited to see how the next four years. Well, I think uh, that that tenfold opened some eyes. You know, not just on me, on him too, because you know we also brought home the state runner-up trophy. You know, and emotional for me because I feel like you know, well, I don't know about what happened before, but I feel like since I got in the game, you know, my dad bumped heads with some coaches. You know, and I just felt like you know. Like, yeah, I even told him for Endo, I said, Dad, you didn't have all these national champions and state champions, but I feel like you got to do it with your son, you know. So not only did I do it for me, I feel like, you know, I was adding to his accolades, his accomplishments, you know, making him feel proud. You know, he getting the rep that he wanted. You know, I even cried that you don't know this, but I mean, when we got, when he was getting interviewed, man, you know, I was like, damn, my dad finally getting the respect he want, you know. It's getting well, me a little emotional because, you know, I like, 
it's a difference like as a coach. Yeah. You know, you can coach everybody else. But, man, when you're coaching, when it's yours. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's hard. Yeah, we didn't have some, we didn't bump some heads. I mean, yeah, my dad, I like, at first, because my thing was, when I was younger, I'm looking at daddy. I'm looking at, you know, my daddy. But as I gotten older and I matured, I know the difference between Coach Chris and yeah. my dad. And, know, and so. it's tough. You know, one thing is you have to, when you're coaching your own kids, you can't treat anybody else any different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, when he was running, there's things he didn't get that other athletes got because I never wanted to show any favoritism to my child. Mm-hmm. I couldn't celebrate him the same. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else win, I'm jumping for joy. When he win, I'm like, great job, son, let's go. Mm-hmm. Save it for home anyway. And <laughs> so everything has always been equal. You know, there's, there's no parent or anybody who ever come across and see Yeah, that. you was probably even a little bit more, you know, Cautious, cause that that was that was times where people's come through and yeah, he more worried about his kid. Nah, I'm like nah, no. Nah, and, and, and I tell you what, I got parents, I got athletes. You know they'll come through, man. And uh, you know at the end of the season, the parents gave me an award, man, and it, it meant I more to it. me, you know, than a lot of things because they they talk to me about that. They say, you know, you treat all of these kids the same, and the negative that come from other coaches. Every coach want their son or their daughter to be good. To be good. Be the one, yeah. You know, and man, when you're training somebody that's yours, mm-hmm. you know, man, it's a lot of resentment from other people that come with that. You know, they just they don't like that. Yeah. And last year, you know, someone said something about Caden, and we used that. That was our spark this entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I hope these guys uh, uh, get a chance to to listen to this. Because, you know, Caden ran at the indoor meet, and they said, well, you can stick a fork in him. He's done. His best races are behind him. And and that was his motivation for this entire season. I got so he was the only sprinter. He was the only sprinter to sweep both the indoor and the outdoor sprints. You know, nobody else did that. See, a, see, see a lot of people look at it. That is, like you said earlier, that's the surface shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing where they don't understand that maybe you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Well, for me, like, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I got hurt at the end of the LSU. Yeah. At, uh, the, uh, the track. So, for me, that first day was just getting out of track. And then even this year, I had to work through it. And I'm, you know, glad my mom was there. Shout out to moms, man. Uh. She had to work with me on the emotional side, the mental side, because, like, I would get at the start line and I'll start shaking because the PTSD of things where I got hurt at, you know, just going. Because first it was getting down the track, now it's actually competing, you know. So for me, it wasn't just winning indoor; it was just running at that building at a highly competitive level. Yeah, you know, going through that this year, going through a full season with that, you know, and my dad is his energy level different. You know, I'm like a mixed between my mom and dad. Sometimes me and him clicking, sometimes I'm like, dad, just chill out. You know, and that, he even said he glad my mom was there because she helped. Oh, I'd have messed that all up. Yeah, he would have. Like, for me, if my emotional, mental ain't right, physical, and we everybody know that, you know, the mental mm-hmm. play a lot, you know. And that's what he was telling me. I didn't even think through the rehab, I probably been healthy. It was just the mentally I wasn't healthy. Yeah. And yeah. once mentally I got my confidence back, you know, you mm-hmm. see what happened. I got a lot of flack for that, too. 
You know, that was also rumors. Yeah, people were saying he was holding me I'm back. I'm holding him he back. Was, uh, handicapping me I'm and handicapping. all that. You know, so those are the things you deal with, man. But I, I want to touch on something right quick. And, and out of all of this, you know, physical therapy, you know, I want to call it body sculpting, whatever you want to do. We cannot forget about the emotional side. And, and a lot of our athletes are struggling emotionally. Yeah. And I didn't know it was that much, man. This... It's real. I mean, just like we have, you know, kids who have who need therapy for whatever traumatizing experiences that they've gone through in life, you know, be it molestation, you know, mother and father, divorcing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, drugs, whatever they may be dealing with. Man, sports is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to mental health. Oh, big time. And, and we're starting to see it now with our professionals. Mm -hmm. yeah, they've been coming out about it. But our kids should not have to go up and be professional athletes for us to start diagnosing that now. Mm -hmm. I think it starts. You know, we, we want to take early. care. I, I don't want to call these athletes' name out, but we've had four, I think it's five, track and field athletes that have committed suicide in the last four years. Mm. You know, and it's real. Yeah. It's that needing to have that success, whether it's following behind a parent who was a great star or whether the expectations that was created, you know, in high school that you were going to go in and be this big college and professional mm -hmm. athlete. And when these kids are not meeting those demands, that mental part set in and we're missing it. And, and, and parents need to understand this because we're putting so much pressure on our kids because we're looking at our kids now as a payday. It's yeah. child exploitation through the roof. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I appreciate you that you never really like. Because I see a lot of dads, you know, throw their kids in sports, like four years old. You know, I'm like, man, what you got your kid in pads and lifting weights for at four years old. I appreciate you that because you let me want it. You never just said, like you said, if I don't come home with that permission slip, that just never happened. It never happened. So I appreciate you and mom for just supporting me, you know, because you always said, like, most of the workouts, and if you think about everything we've done, has been on me. I always came to you and told you, Dad, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, and uh, so I really appreciate you for just letting me, letting the sport come to me, letting me come to sport, letting me fall in love with it, and not just being like, nah, that's what you're doing. You know, well, you can't force me to nothing. You just let me find my way, and I really do appreciate it. You know what we say in our house, right? God don't make no mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the, the blessing of you being born, you know, the blessing of Gary coming into our life. You know, the blessing of Gary introducing us to Aaron. The blessing of the chemistry. Even the, the, the blessing that says, you know, man, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to believe in the process because they don't want it to take time away from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of trainers around here who should be sending their people to you. Mm -hmm. And it's taking nothing away from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But... If you just add your part. Let you help them have better athletes to train. Yeah. We don't want to take your athletes. I just want to help you. Because if we're not healthy, we can't train them. Well, you know what's the funny part is, is that, so, you know, me and AB have been doing a bunch of work together. And um, we see in the uptick in all of them. Like, even my guys going over there and getting something from that and all. And, both, you know, it's, it's, it's reciprocating. So... The TCU thing, in part, came from a local trainer that wants nothing to do with it and badmouths it and all of that stuff that I rehabbed this guy. Well, 
<laughs> Ain't that, that funny how God works? You know, I, I reached out to AB one time. I, he, I didn't expect him to call me back. I sent him a message on uh, Instagram one time. He said, hey, man, give me a call. And even more recently, I, I was supposed to call him, but we was going through our state championship and stuff like that. I'm glad you, you just mentioned him. But I always wanted to reach out to him because when he first started his program, I was watching everything that was going on. I'm like, man, you know, this is a young black guy starting a business, coming up, man. He's doing great things. Mm-hmm. And, and I always just wanted to call and just talk to him just to see where he was because I really was interested in what he was doing. So to hear that you all are working together now because when you get educated and go to, you see a lot of things. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I've always said, you know, you and I clash sometimes in the past. I was like, man, you know, you got to get out of that gym, you know. They safe, but they got to be running. You know, so when, when you start getting those things and, and marry those things together, I mean, it, it's enough athletes out here. You couldn't train all of them. No, that's what I always said. You couldn't said, train that, all of them. You know, but then but, but, that's part to blame on just the New Orleans area and itself. It's a beautiful place, but in the business side of it, it's, it's a lot of hatred and crab in the barrel mentalities and stuff. And you don't even know you got that mentality because I've had it, you, you know, and it's. it's it, it happens everywhere. Like yeah. just, just like track and field. You know, we go to all these national meets. Man, you have kids running together from all over the state, right? Here we are in New Orleans, man. We have like we have some of the top sprinters. We have the top sprinters, period, in one area in the state. Mm-hmm. But we can't get together to go win a national championship. Everybody won't beat each other. Yeah, you know, you got one guy, you got one guy, and nobody else. Just say, like, man, let's put him on a relay to go win this national championship. No, we're not doing it. I'm not gonna say that. Who, if we're in this for the kids, then why not do it? Right. So, it's like you always say, it's bigger than track and field. It's bigger than track and field, man. Yep. And if you're only doing it for the track and field portion of it, yeah, we're going to use track to go get that degree. Let's not forget that. You know, we're going to use football to go and get that degree. But these kids are going now, they want to do the minimum years. Man, I'm going into the draft. Yeah. Not understanding. You know, I just found out something. Like we see, like 3% of the kids who play football make it to the NFL, right? Guess what? Three percent of college. Yeah, three percent of college. Two percent. Listen to this here. Two percent out of all high schools. Two percent of kids get offered scholarships. That's how many kids are in the sport. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only uh, like LSU. I think you got you got 125 on a roster, and I think 85 of them on scholarship. So, 85, you know, and that's freshman, sophomore. All the way through. And then you got how many kids playing high school football? How many seniors out there? So, I mean, they get they get basically like 20-something a year, something like that, a seat that they got. And then if somebody goes on like a, a medical red shirt or something, there's a little space for that. And there's a way they work it all out. But um, it's not a whole lot of space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, social media has put a lot of pressure on kids. They show They show the guy winning the race, right? They show these guys that are, like you said, cashing in on this training stuff and, and making it look a certain way and selling them a dream and showing stuff. And then, but there's a there's a day-to-day. There's the 40-minute warm-up, mm-hmm. you know. There's the, there's the every night at the track. There's the, you know, I know there's a lot of times you call me at 9 o'clock at night and it's like, I'm I'm going to bed. And yeah, you, you calling me, and I'm like, bro, just go, bro. Just don't <laughs> don't don't call me no more. <laughs> like I'm trying to lay down. But you know, <laughs> and it's like you know, there's a lot that goes into success, and it's like 
Then there's the academic side of it, you know? And it's like, it takes a lot. And these kids are being, they got this, this it's fictitious what they see on social media. That's why I don't put a whole lot of shit out there that's not real. I mean, anything you put, you know it's real. I put it up there. Well, even even to the portion of where people try to duplicate it. But you can't duplicate what you don't know. Yeah. So, like, I just want to say, man, you know, from, from our family, just from the Lewis family, period, you know, everything that has taken place with Caden, man, we know that dream that he had that he never even shared with us, you know. It, it started you know, here. It started with the, the, the reconstruction of who he is, not only physically, but mentally. You know, the confidence level. You know, the walking around with his head up, you know, looking around, you know, coming from here. So all of that started with his, his physical being. Mm-hmm. And, and without that man, you know, he, he still be here. We still love you. But I don't know if I love you as much, man. <laughs> Bro, listen, you know, it would have been a lot easier, dude. It, it, was a, it was a lot of work. I mean, it would have been easier if, like, on Family Matters, bro, Urkel had that machine he jumped in. Yeah. And he just popped out Stefan. It really took four years, not four minutes. <laughs> what would you say the name was? KD? Huh? Luis? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, I don't even want my glasses no more. Look, man, b- before we get out of here, man, uh, Caden brought something for you. Yeah. It's that jersey that I wore that year I finished 5th and 7th in the country at the jails. You know, you was man. a big part of that, so we just want to give you that jersey. The sacks. Now, Dwayne going to call me up and tell me I owe him something for this. And we got to give him the 10th uh, name. 10 full jersey. Got hey, to get in that 10 jersey. We got another one to break with the team. I hear man. you. The double play. Man, listen, y'all family, years. bro. I, you know, I just wish I could uh, make a few more track meets. But uh, that's one thing I'm working on is having a little time. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> we, un- some look, things, we understand your schedule. Hey. But I, trust me, you're at every track meet. I know. I know. That's spirit. Man, listen, I, I appreciate y'all coming on. And um, in four years, we'll do it again. Oh, yeah. And bring have you a, on. Have your Southern jersey for you. Right. Yeah, there you go. Right before medals. you. That, that's what. That's, <laughs> I, and I know that's going to happen because you're saying it. You, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Um, I, like I said, I appreciate y'all and, and uh, let's keep building. All right, man. Look, if you ever want to have us here again, man, we'll be happy to come back through. Yep. Yep. Best of luck. This is Coach Gary with Recoded the Podcast and, uh, Recoded with Gary Scheffler, and we'll see you next time.